Ovajana, Tumirandasya, Yanam Jana Shalakaya, Chakshur Militam Yuna Tatsmai Shigaravinamaha. So today the subject matter is consideration of position and status within the Vaishnava society. This is a very important subject if one doesn't know how to interrelate with others according to his social position he won't be able to properly fit into the Vaishnava society he won't be able to advance properly usually if there's any difficulty in this regard it is because someone thinks he is is in a very equal way or even higher than a superior but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is one example of this when Jagadananda Pandit he wanted to instruct Sanatana Goswami Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very upset because Sanatana Goswami was in a superior position at this time he said Adhika Langan Ami Sujite Napari he said I cannot tolerate someone over his position now, this consideration of social strata is an integral factor in Vedic society. This is pervertedly reflected in modern India's, modern Indian people's obsession with status and status symbols. Everyone in India, when they want to show our... When, when, when people meet, they'll ask, Oh, one of the first things, what is your educational qualification? By the, by the name they'll understand what is your caste they, and they like to understand how much money you've got they're very much obsessed they want to show they have a car they have foreign clothes and so many foreign items they're very much obsessed with status and status symbols so you can say this is a perverted reflection of the Vedic society which stratified people according to their actual position according to their qualification now, still today in Bangladesh, traditional model of the social system as it was before, from which I personally uh, learned how the Vaishnava or Vedic society, how people interrelate with each other. Now, if, if one is properly trained, to understand and act within his position within the Vaishnava society then uh, he will become it will help him very much to become free from envy because we were uh, help us become free from envy because it helps us to uh, respect others properly and therefore not to disrespect there are, many, there are many functions which this stratification causes. It is stratification in society that is set up by Krishna himself. He says in Bhagavad Gita, Chaturvanyam Mayasrishtam Guna Karma Vibhaga Shaha that I, uh, I have set up the system of four banas and four ashrams. I have personally done. I have made this division in society. The idea of that division is to help people advance out towards the ultimate goal of Krishna consciousness. 
So sometimes people protest that why there's all this stratification. We should be democratic. In the modern age, they speak of democracy, which means that everyone should be equal. But as Srila Prabhupada has ex- many times described in his preaching, it's not possible to make everyone equal. Different people have different qualities. In some ways, some person may be better than another, and in other ways, someone else may be better than another. Uh, for instance, a, a Brahmin is expected to be better in studying and explaining the scriptures. So in this way, he's better than others. But a Shudra, he may be better, he'll be better than a Brahmin in uh, farming the land, maybe, whatever his function is. So one is better in one way and one is better in another way. And it depends what values the society has, what kind of culture they have. Just like in Vedic society, one is... Uh, one person who is spiritual, someone who is spiritually advanced, who is learned in Shastra, he is honored. Uh, even in the communist society, which is supposed to be egalitarian, they honor a worker who has high output. So they say it's all equal, but again they honor the worker who has got more output. So honor, there's no question of not giving prestige or honor to somebody that must be there but it's a question of uh, who we give the honor to that depends on the social system so uh, these are different functions of stratifying society one function of stratifying society is to to give it some structures society has to have some kind of structure anarchy the idea of anarchy is a myth only and uh also, there are different organizations within the society which have different functions uh, for the upliftment or, or maintenance or development of that society. So these different organizations, they may have their own status, uh, ladders or structures also. Just like within the uh, material, within the material society, there's an army. So the army has a certain function and according to its function it has stratification and status and discipline. So within the army, someone who's a, who's a good fighter, who's very courageous, who's very disciplined, he is honored. And honor because the, the necessity to maintain rank, to maintain, sorry, to maintain discipline is so strong. So within the army, rank is topmost uh, honor is given to rank. That means you can't, you're not allowed to argue with someone of a higher rank. So this is an example. There's so many organizations. Uh, business organizations, uh, sports organizations. So ISKCON is the spiritual organization meant for understanding Krishna. So we have stratification also. So, so this discussion about stratification within society. It's useful both for ISKCON members individually and for the whole society and also in consideration of the wider Vaishnav and Vedic society which the society is committed to setting up. Now, again, people may say that they don't... They, they, 
people are very suspicious about this. Some people are very suspicious about status within within a society. But in Krishna consciousness, uh, as opposed to the caste system, which is the perverted reflection of the Varnashram system, there is nobility. That means that just because you're born in a certain family doesn't mean that you have to stick in one position. Or even if you are now in status-wise a low position, you may be a brahmachari cleaning the floor, but the opportunity is there to rise to the topmost position. Another point is, of course, that in, in Krishna consciousness we're not concerned with status for its own sake. A real devotee, he'll be happy to, to clean the floor or for Krishna for all his life. But if he's that much, if he's satisfied to do that, then actually he's, uh, he's an advanced devotee. And he'll be respected for that also. Now, in the Vedic society, and even uh, even now in Indian society, especially in the Indian society where the where the traditional model hasn't broken down so much, just like in the villages, or I was saying in Bangladesh, still that that culture is very strong. In West Bengal also, in the villages of Orissa, especially this this Vaishnav culture is quite strong, still, traditional culture. So, in that society, it, it is much more based on status, how people relate to each other, than in the West. Just like in the West, you can't imagine here, uh, you can go, you, you can call out in a public meeting, to the, the President of the United States might be addressing a meeting, and you can call out and you can... Uh, Call him all bad names and so many things. Or that you'll find the teachers and the pupils, they'll, if the pupils are older especially, they'll relate to them in a very friendly way. They won't see that, uh, or, or a very equal kind of way. They won't give special respect to the teacher, which is actually stupid because you can't teach unless, you're, unless there's some prestige maintained. You can't. They have, they have the idea every, everyone should have their rights black people's rights, women's rights. In some countries they talk about children's rights. I've seen in Scandinavia that they, they have the idea everyone should be completely equal. So you'll find the mother with a five-year-old child asking her, consulting the child, well, what do you think? And the child will give the opinion. And then they'll have a discussion what to do. They're just completely equal, which is ridiculous. Uh, still, even in the West, Friendship, marriage, etc., which is completely based on status in the Eastern cultures still today. Uh, still in the West, it's somewhat based on status. Just like usually someone from working class will marry someone else from working class. Someone who's rich will marry, from a rich family will marry someone else who's rich, like that. Uh. Oh, another function. Oh. One other thing I wanted to say was that uh, even up till recently, uh, before industrialization and modernization, even recently, uh, one thing that Western people, they either forget or they don't know, and Eastern people who are imitating Western people also don't know, is that before the advent of modernization in the West, even their culture was in many ways similar to the Eastern culture. Just like someone wouldn't marry without permission from his parents, or even they would arrange uh, 
they, they would give respect to their parents. That was that was a very common thing to give respect. Now the common thing is not to, not to give respect. You can disrespect as much as you like. But that was even in the West. It was a very common thing. It's only recently that all these things have broken down. So that's an important point to remember. function of stratifying society is for productive social exchange. There are different kinds of people within society. Workers, merchants, administrators, doctors, teachers, they're all needed. But if you, if you say that everyone is just equal, that's not only uh, wrong, it's, it's uh, Constitutionally, the statement that everyone is equal is uh, is incorrect, but it's also counterproductive. That means that someone who's shudra type, it's better for him if he accepts a subservient position and agrees to serve a master and be looked after by a master, and he'll live much more happily and nicely. But, now you may say the master may exploit him, this, that. But if he's not, if he's not engaged in the service of a capable master, then he'll be exploited by someone else. In the modern age, the Shudras, they're given all independence. Huh? And they're allowed to vote and everything. It's ridiculous. The people have no idea what they're voting for. They all vote. And so therefore, all the fools, they, they elect the biggest fool or the biggest cheat. Even in the Western countries, where they're supposed to be very intelligent, where everyone's supposed, most people are literate, are supposed to be, you'll find that they do surveys and they find, like, for instance, in 1962, I think it was, there was John F. Kennedy against Richard Nixon going for presidentship. So they, it, was a, it was the closest election in, in American presidential history. John F. Kennedy just got it. So they made an analysis that why did Richard Nixon lose? Because on the last day of voting, on the last day of voting, he was very, very busy. You know, he had a beard which grew very quickly, so he had to shave twice a day, otherwise some stubble would come. So the last day he was so busy, and he didn't shave the second time. So in the evening, he came on TV with his face a little stubbly. So all the women, they didn't like that. They thought, oh, he doesn't look so handsome. So their last decision, they weren't sure who to vote for, JFK or Nixon. They voted for JFK. So he won the election on good looks. Nonsense. All nonsense. So I want to speak of India where people, they're voting, they don't have any idea at all what the issues are. Just someone comes out and uh, they say, oh, Garibi Hatao or some, just some slogan. And they, they think just by voting, they thought by voting in Gira Gandhi, they would have Garibi Hatao. But they didn't still... They're garib. Just they're easily cheated. So they're better. They say that if it, the traditional Vedic system is a Shudra will work under a master as either Vaisha or Chatriya or Brahman. They say, well, this is exploiting. But actually, if he's not exploited this way, he'll be exploited in another way. He'll be, he'll be more cheated. Uh, and they'll give them money and independence and they'll drink wine and they'll smoke cigarettes and they'll go to the cinema, and they don't know how to look after themselves. Whereas if they're under a master, who's, who knows, he'll look after them better. He'll, he'll look after them, 
he'll see that they get married, they have sufficient food, clothing, place to stay, all these things. Even now in India you still see some rich man, he has a house and he has his own joint family, big family, and they have their own baba and their own cooks and everyone's looked after, generation after generation. But now they're simply out on the street living in some some horrible jopapati or sleeping on the road. So actually it's better for them to be subservient. And also those who just like the Brahmins for instance, they can they can work better for the benefit of human society if if they're put in their proper position. Now someone who has the tendency to study Shastra, to be very peaceful, religious, uh, he can do great service to society if he just spends his time studying, teaching, preaching, setting an ideal example for others. If someone comes, if two if two people come, they have some di- some dispute, they'll know he's a neutral person. So he can perform the best service to society and ultimately by preaching about God consciousness. But nowadays, uh, there's no hope for such a person. He has to uh, he has to he has to go out and get a job, work in a factory or something, uh, or make a business. So he can't actually someone who has the capacity to to render the best service to society. He's not allowed to. You, they they will force everyone must go out and get a job, uh, and they don't support them properly. So actually, the Brahmins they should be supported by the rest of society, so they can give the best service. The number of Brahmins in society is not very great. So they won't, and they don't live a very luxurious life. So they won't be a great burden on society. At the present time, society is, is supporting all kinds of useless people. Just like they have top-heavy government. They have so many people in the government doing, actually not necessary to have so many people. So many people, they pass a form t- around ten different offices. We can just go to one office, or maximum two. But they'll have, it has to be signed ten times. Or, they support all kinds of useless people. Useless entertainers, sports players, who have no actual function in human society. They don't do anything valuable for human society. Instead of having these useless entertainers, previously people, they used to go listen to Mahabharat, listen to Ramayana, like this. But now they're spending billions of dollars for some prostitute to dance in the screen cinema and they think this is something wonderful so another another function of stratifying society is that there is effective and productive social exchange now consideration of status there is consideration of status give respect to others on the basis of their different qualities, activities and background. Now, some some considerations for which people may be given status and offered respect are spiritual advancement, learning, his behavior, whether he behaves nicely with others or not, if his behavior is cultured or not. His family, just like here in Kanpur, 
if someone is from the J.K. Singhania family, even if he may be a fool or an idiot, which I don't think any of them are, but just I'm giving an example, then just if he in, if he introduces, oh, I'm from, I'm the brother, in, son of the brother of J.K. Singhania, oh, then automatically people will give respect. So according to family, according to caste, this is one consideration. According to his uh, ashram, also, when he's a sannyasi, he may be given respect. According to his power, if someone is a very powerful person, somehow or other, if people are powerful, uh, just like uh, now, Narasimha Rao, of course he has the position, but he has power. Previously, uh, oh, an, an example of this, I'll give an example. This is a mundane example. There's the president and the prime minister. Now, theoretically, the president's position has more status than that of the prime minister. But factually, the prime minister's position has more status because he has more power. Uh, according to one's age, one may be respected. If one is older in age, that is another factor for giving respect. Uh, position. If one has a big position, Money. If one has money, he is respected. Uh, according to his ex his experience, achievements, ability to do things, if one is a very capable person, uh, he'll be respected. Just like if we if we're all fiddling around trying to mend a, a tape recorder or something, and if someone walks in and he picks it up and he fiddles around with it for five minutes and he fixes it whereas we, we're fiddling around for two hours we can't work it out so you know, oh, some kind of respect he knows he knows what he's doing in this field uh, according to one's uh, achievements if someone's done something very wonderful in the past just like Edmund Hillary who became famous on his one achievement of climbing Mount Everest now they have this Guinness Book of Records. People, they do all kinds of stupid things just to show, oh, I've achieved something which no one else has done. So, just on the basis of one's achievements. Yeah. In Krishna conscious also, according to one's achievements, that may be the, his experience, if one is very experienced in doing different things. According to his religiousness, now, um, if someone is... Uh, he follows some vows strictly. He may follow Chattamasya vow very strictly. And he may uh, he may uh, recite Vishnu Sahasranam every day. Or according to his religious activity, he may he may have visited many many holy places. So according to one's religious activities, one may be respected, especially if one has uh, renunciation and austerity. He is respected. If one has reputation and fame, he is respected. By relationship, for instance, that example we already gave, if your father is a great man, sometimes people introduce, yes, they like to drop names. Oh yes, yes, my best friend is, uh, is uh, Dila, and uh, yes, yes, I know Nanmohan uh, Singh, I know them. I, I know them. They're all my friends. So he, he may be not very significant himself, 
that he, he tries to boost his status because if you have relationship with someone else who has status then you also become status then by blood also family ties then you're already so alright these are different considerations on which res- respect is given now according to different societies they will put different values higher for instance in the western countries spiritual advancement and spiritual knowledge they are rated very lowly in fact if one is spiritually advanced uh, among many people in the western countries they may consider this is not anything to be given respect for but something to be made the object of jokes for their society is so degraded mm-hmm. so in that way we may say that even today India is more cultured not only India but all those countries which are so much degraded even many countries Thailand, Malaysia many countries in Asia even in Africa, Arab countries where the influence of western culture hasn't become so strong if someone is spiritually advanced they'll give respect but in the, in the western countries they don't they have no idea what spiritual advancement means and if someone is interested in spiritual advancement they'll often make a joke of him it's said in Srimad Bhagavatam Vitameva uh, Kalonunam uh, that in Kali Yuga one will be respected mostly on the basis of his financial position so that is the situation all over the world at the present time that according to money one is respected if one has got money he may, he may be a rogue he may be a rascal and most of anyway many of the rich people they get money by all dubious means but somehow or other if you have money you may, you may be a liar a cheat you may not follow any you may be a meat eater a drunkard but if you have money you're considered very respectable you're considered a very good gentleman also in the demoniac society especially prominent in the western country but becoming very much prominent in India nowadays also one is given prestige and respect according to his in the case of men bodily strength and in the case of women bodily beauty on his sexual ability these are considered uh, symbols of prestige actually in the western countries people they don't even if someone is very highly educated PhD this and that, people don't care at all in India if someone's PhD they give so much respect in the western countries they don't give a damn if you got a PhD so the, the main thing is you have money and if you're good looking and, and strong and healthy and you're able to and if you're expert at enjoying sense gratification they'll give more respect so this is the demoniac society in the Vedic society more respect is given to uh, spiritual advancement to to uh, austerity renunciation to uh, to position within the spiritual society if one, if one is a Brahmin or especially if one is a sannyasi he's given honor in the Vedic society uh, in Vaishnav society the main criteria is of course spiritual advancement how much one is developed in Krishna consciousness the great example is there of Shukadeva Goswami entering the assembly 
of sages at Shukatala, where Parikit Maharaj was sitting, waiting for death. Now there are so many spiritually advanced persons there. Even hmm, the Guru and Param Guru of Shukadev, namely Vyasadeva and Narad Muni, they were there. So many sages and demigods, very respectable persons. Shukadev was a young boy, but they could understand he was the most spiritually advanced, therefore they gave him the Vyasasa. Now, hmm. now the main criteria is spiritual advancement. But mo- most non-devotees and even many devotees, they don't know how to measure spiritual advancement and they, they tend to think in terms of position only. People think that if someone has a position within the society, or uh, then then he, he's spiritually advanced. They think the two go together. They don't actually always go together. They should do. Only spiritually advanced devotees should take sannyas, should become gurus, should become temple presidents. Huh? And actually, the, especially just like the position of sannyas is offered uh, to, to someone. Now one reason why should someone take sannyas is because within the society of devotees and especially in India, in the wider society that we're preaching in, uh, people tend to give respect to sannyasis. So if someone has some work to do in the matter of preaching Krishna consciousness or instructing others, then uh, that is very conducive uh, if he has that position, that people know that here is someone who has been recognized uh, by other leaders within the society, therefore he has been offered the sannyas order of life, therefore what he says must have some weight. Mm. So, spiritually, or devotees who are somewhat spiritually developed, they, although they don't have to for their own spiritual advancement, they generally accept a position uh, so as to uh, help others to advance by giving them instruction. So, guru, sannyasi, all of these persons are, uh, are senior devotees. They're respected. One reason is because uh, by respecting them, you please Krishna. Krishna is pleased with those who uphold this system and who offer respects to his devotees. And also, uh, they're by, by respecting them, by, by taking a subservient position, one can learn from them. You can't learn if you think, oh, I know as good as him. You can't learn. So, that respect should be there. Now, you can say this is one social factor. Somehow or other, if someone who's in a senior position, like guru or sannyasi isn't actually as spiritually advanced as he should be to have that designation. Still he should be offered that respect. Just to maintain the 
system within Vaishnav society. Hmm. The Guru's God brothers, according to Shastra, they should be offered respect as much as the Guru. Senior devotees, they're to be uh, offered respect. Just like someone, if someone's been in the movement many years, he he may not have, he hasn't he hasn't fallen down. He's been very steady, especially uh, a senior brahmachari. He may not have taken sannyas, and he may not, in some ways, he may not be suitable for taking sannyas, in as much as he may not be a, a, a very dynamic leader, he may just be doing some humble kind of service. Uh, he may not be expert in, in the duties which a sannyasi is supposed to be, just like explaining scriptures and this and that. But if he's maintained brahmacharya many, many years, or, and if he's maintained steadiness in Krishna consciousness, even if he's just acting like a normal devotee in many ways, he should also be offered respect. He should be considered senior devotee. Because actually it's not, a, it's not an ordinary thing to just stay in this movement. There are many tests one will have to go through, many difficulties, uh, many temptations from Maya. So if one, can, if one just stays, then even if he's from no other point of view, just the fact that he stayed many, many years, he should also be considered senior and some respect should be offered to him. Huh? Senior God brothers, they are, res- are respected almost as much as Guru. This is stated in Shastra. Srimad Bhagavatam says that Prahlad Maharaj he treated his senior godbrothers almost as much as his guru. Why is that? Because they act in many ways almost as the guru act. So they teach like that. Just like myself, I know. And the, the same example is there for most devotees. When they joined this movement, I wasn't trained personally by Prabhupada, but I was trained by my godbrothers. Later I took initiation, so they were my godbrothers. I was trained by my godbrothers who had received training from Prabhupada. Or maybe they'd received training from others who had received training from Prabhupada. So all the basic things, the basic philosophy, practices, behavior, all these things, songs, mantras, I was taught by my senior godbrothers. So, uh, I, that respect should be given to them, senior godbrothers. Now, we'll find in many Vaishnav societies, for instance, in Goryamat, they're very conscious of this. And when two devotees meet, they'll ask, oh, uh, when did you take initiation? Which year? Then they'll find out who's the most senior. Maybe one year difference. And if it's, and if it's uh, the same year, then they'll say, which month? And then even they'll find out which day. And if someone's initiated one day before the other, he'll consider he's senior. There's so much rigid. Of course, we may not be so much rigid. There are other factors apart from length of time in the movement, but that is another factor, the length of time one has been 
within this movement. Uh, after, now we're talking about taking instruction from senior God brothers and, and considering them almost as good as Guru. After one advances, the relationship may adjust. That means one may have been trained up by some devotees who are five years in the movement. Now, after five years, then you're a five-year devotee and they're a ten-year devotee. And in many ways, just now, now you're, you know the philosophy, how to act within Krishna consciousness. And in many ways, you're equals. But still, one should never forget who helped him in the first place. Uh, therefore, one should uh, always keep that some respect. It may be familiar, but with respect also. Now, according to Vedic social custom, Grihastha, he worships sannyasis. Sannyasi comes to his home, he actually worships him. But within our ISKCON society, if the Grihastha is also very much active in the Krishna consciousness movement, in some ways there may not be so much difference between the Grihastha and the sannyasi in as much as uh, both are fully engaged in Krishna's service. Prabhupada said that all of, all of my devotees, all of my devotees, they're sannyasis. In as much as Lord Krishna describes in Bhagavad Gita, Anashita karma palankaryam karma karoti yaha, sasanyasi cha yogi cha nani ragnina chakriyaha. An actual sannyasi is one who is fully engaged in Krishna's service. So, in some ways, there may not be that much difference. Still, Grihastha should respect sannyasi. Even even sometimes the Grihastha, he may be doing, it may appear he's doing more service than the sannyasi. Sannyasi may be leading a quiet life and doing his bhajan and giving some lectures and one Grihastha may be organizing a temple with so many functions. Still, as a matter of social custom, the Grihastha devotee gives respect. That I I fell down into he should think like this I fell down into Grihastha life I have so many social functions I have to look after my children and talk to my wife but uh, he's the sannyasi has remained aloof from that so he should maintain that now other qualities which apart from uh, taking sannyas being a guru and his spiritual advancement. Uh, uh, yeah, an- uh, another point about this spiritual advancement: one may be spiritually advanced, he may not have a very big position in our society. The two don't necessarily go together. It's not necessarily true that one with a high position is spiritually advanced. Or he may have been spiritually advanced, but he may be becoming weak. So we should not judge spiritual advancement according to one's position. Someone may be very spiritually advanced. He may be a humble brahmachari or grihastha and not even show. Show. He may, he may, he may not be. 
and maybe doing some humble service. Of course, one who is spiritually advanced, those others who are spiritually advanced, they will recognize. Mm. Now, other other points of giving respect. One is so if someone has position in ISKCON or in any society, he should be respected. An example is there. Sanatan Goswami kept some Brahmins for reading Srimad Bhagavatam when he was uh, in the service of Nawab Hussain Shah. Now, when the Nawab, who was a Muslim, meat eater, a rogue, he was actually a rogue, he, he got that position by murdering the previous Nawab, whose servant he was. But, when he came into the assembly of Sanatana Goswami and the, and the Brahmins, they all stood up to give him respect. Because it's considered somehow or other he's being given this position. So he's a representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So in, in materialistic society, respect is given to a position. And in our ISKCON society also, for instance, if someone is a GBC member, temple president, he has to be given respect because uh, he has to maintain the discipline. Srila Prabhupada said that temple president, he has to maintain the discipline. Just like there are certain rules and regulations which everyone in the temple is supposed to follow. Like rising early, attending all the temple programs, uh, like this. So, the temple president, he has to maintain the discipline. Therefore, he has to be respected. Also, it should be considered that if, if someone uh, has such a position, then it means that uh, he is recognized by other senior Vaishnavas, he has been given the service to do by other senior Vaishnavas, so uh, he must be suitable for this. So one, sh- one should follow the instructions that, of course, there may be discussion with that, but the general point is one should follow the instructions of the temple president. Position should be respected. Now, also learning. This is another factor by which one may be respected in the in the Vaishnava or in any uh, or in the Vedic culture in general. If one is learned, now this this is surprisingly uh, lacking in our Iskand society at the present time. I, I, this is a personal observation. That even in uh, in uh, Karmi or, or Hindu society, we can say, if someone is very learned in Shastra, he's respected. Even those names are there. Trivedi, Chaturvedi. Based on one's learning in Shastra. But at the present time, although the situation has improved in the last few years. The tendency is to give respect very much to position and money also. <laughs> Frankly speaking, if someone in our society has, has uh, a lot of money, he's given a lot of respect. If someone is in charge of BBT or, or a zone with a lot of money, or a temple with a lot of money, people they tend to give respect. But actually, these qualities—spiritual advancement, learning, learning in uh, 
in, in Vedic culture, learning is given a lot of respect to the Brahmin. He's called Pandit because he's learned. Nowadays they call anyone who's born in a Brahmin family, he may be a, a Panwala. They may call Pandit. He's not actually Pandit. Pandit means one who's learned. Of course, the real definition of Pandit is given by Chanakya, Pan, Chanakya Pandit. That verse is there. That uh, then uh, what is it? Nostravat. Uh, hmm? Then next point is given. Atmavat Sarvabhuteshu Yapashati Sapandita. One who thinks of everyone's wife except his own as mother, one who thinks of others' property as garbage in the street, in other words he won't touch it, and one who treats others as himself, thinks of others as himself, he is a pundit. But specifically pundit means one who is learned. The result of learning is he should be able to see in such a way. So one who knows Shastra, he should be respected actually. Learning is a very important part of Vaishnava society. Not everyone can be learned. Those who are learned or have the tendency to become learned, they should be given facility to do so. Not, not so they become puffed up by learning. And that means he hasn't learned anything. So they can render service to others by teaching them. So, uh, learning... Uh, Renunciation, if one practically has renunciation, that should be respected. Uh, Sadhu is, is supposed to live a very simple, renounced life. So if one has actual renunciation, he has to be respected. The Prabhupada said something like that. Sannyasi is respected for his practical renunciation. His qualities and behavior, if one has good qualities, then he should be respected for them. You see some devotees in our movement, their behavior is very cultured, uh, considerate. Uh, I, I can think uh, Bhakti Charu Maharaj is well known for that, Jagadish Maharaj, their, their behavior. Uh, and many, Rohini Nandan Prabhu in England, they're known for their good behavior. So people respect them for that. In, in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna speaks of the Brahmin's qualities. Shama, Dhamma, Tapa, Shocham. All these qualities. Chantir, Arjiva, Mevacha. Jnanam, Vijnanam, Astikyam, Brahma, Karma, So if one has developed qualities such as these Brahmin, Brahminical qualities uh, which are uh, Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, cleanliness, tolerance, straightforwardness, mm-hmm. knowledge, wisdom, and firm faith in the Supreme Personality of God. Then the respect should be there for these things. Mm. Dedication to service. One should be, one, one is respected for his dedication to service. And he goes on with his service, and he doesn't always need to be told to do it. 
but he goes on he doesn't always have to be told to do it he goes on very steadily with his service year after year whether it's deity worship or book distribution or anything else this is the sign of a serious devotee that he's dedicated to serving Krishna according to the capacity his capacity and the service allotted to him this is another point on which someone may be respected now and there are other qualifications by which one may be uh, respectable another is age now inside Vaishnav society and outside old people people who have uh, whose bodies are old, they need some kind of looking after. When they get older, especially those who are very old, they need some assistance. Uh, they need some kind of respect. Psychologically, they need it. It's very difficult for old people to be treated as equals or uh, to be treated in a, in a very... Uh, equal way by juniors nor is it is not considered proper in Vedic society all the people should always be offered respect by, by dint of their practical experience in life they're supposed to be wise and therefore they can give advice to others their, their body may be old but often their mind is very active, active. they have a lifetime of of thoughts, realizations, and experiences. So they should be uh, respected. They still have service to perform. Not that in, in, in the demoniac society, they think if someone can no longer work with work physically or do something productive, they call this productive. If someone can do a factory job or something, then he's considered productive. And then they retire people and they're considered unproductive. But the Vedic culture is much more practical. That even after people have retired, they still are very productive. They're very, very useful. They're very. They have a lot of input to human society in terms of uh, giving advice based on their experience and realization, and also the fact that they're they're not running around. In they're not running around here and there. They're they're detached somewhat from all the activities. So therefore, they can see each situation with some neutrality and also older people they're supposed to be engaged uh, more or less full time in religious activities so their mind becomes very purified so they should be respected in the Vaishnava society in any society now by, by caste still in India we have Brahmin caste, Chatriya and especially uh, the Brahmins are considered respectable. Of course, that's all broken down or breaking down. Now so many Brahmins are eating meat and doing so many things which they shouldn't do. To quite some extent, and also our own Guru Maharaj, Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, to a lesser extent, to some extent because the culture had broken down more in between the time of St. Sarsapur and Prabhupada. But then also 
give some respect to Brahmin. Sometimes you see someone would introduce, oh, you're a Brahmin, that's nice. But some Sahasrara Thakur would give some special respect, considering that for so many generations, now they may be fallen, but previously for so many generations, their forefathers used to worship the deities. They used to be pure. So they still have some heritage. Used to consider like that. Of course, this is not any factor at all in the West. In even the Indians who are there, there's no difference between Brahmins. They're mostly all Vaishyas anyway. Of course, they import some Brahmins between puja from India. That's a different thing. But those who are settled there, five, six generations, there's no difference whatsoever. <coughs> Even even within the caste, there's divisions. Someone is considered a better family, a better kind of Brahmin, isn't it? But some families, they're considered higher Brahmins than others. There's so much. Even even within the sannyasi, we, we see that, uh, that Sarvabhava Bhattacharya, he said, oh, when he first saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he said, oh, you've taken sannyas within the as a Bharati. But uh, I'll, if you like, I can train you up and I can give you sannyas in a better order of sannyasis. So there's so much gradation. Ashram. Within the ashram, there are different uh, ashrams, of course. The, the sannyas ashram is considered the best. And there's also brahmachari when they're young boys. They're young boys. When, if, if, a, if someone is a brahmachari for a long time, He's, he's often considered almost as good as a sannyasi. And Vanaprastha also. Grihastha is, is not, there's no spe- special position for Grihastha. Although there are those who, record, who say that Grihastha is the best ashram. Even in, in Shastra sometimes it's said that that's, that's to encourage the Grihasthas. But actually in, Grihastha means one who's attached. Anyway, the sannyasi is considered the guru of all the vanas and all the ashrams. Now, money shouldn't be a factor among devotees. We already discussed that. But money is also a factor for status, especially in karmi society. Now, uh, how should we... We should also give respect to money people. Is an interesting story in this regard. That someone approached Prabhupada and said that, uh, you know, you, you have your life membership programs. It seems to be catering mostly to moneyed people, not to, not to ordinary people. So Prabhupada, he laughed and he said, uh, he, the person criticized it, this isn't properly following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Prabhupada laughed and he said that one thing is, that I am not Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's God. He can do everything by himself. But I need some help to spread this movement all over the world. So we also need some money. So those who buy their karma have got some money. They can help us with this movement. So if money people come, uh, we, sh- we, uh, we, tr- we treat them very nicely and look after them because we want they can help the Krishna conscious movement with their money. Generally by money, everyone, they're using their money to go to hell. But we can use their money in Krishna's service. 
and engage them in this way they can become purified uh, they can engage their money in Krishna's service so we should not uh, be callous to that and of course when we, we we engage people's money in Krishna's service then that's it's not that our man also made a wrong observation of course if a, if a money person comes then we may treat him nicely this time but it's not that we're only for money people money, people give money and we, big a, we build a big temple so that everybody can come take darshan take prasad and anyone and everyone is welcome to join this movement and mostly very money people they don't join because they're too attached so this is some consideration another consideration is according to hmm, oh going back to that if one is senior in years in the movement we are saying it's a sign of some achievement but someone who leaves and comes back you can't consider that obviously you shouldn't be offered the same kind of respect as someone who stayed just like someone may say I'm a Prabhupada disciple but he was he may have been in the movement but he may have been fallen down for 10 years outside the movement and someone may say yes yes I was initiated in 1980 but in 1981 he bloomed and in 1990 he came back so oh yes I'm initiated in 1980 but he hasn't followed so one who stayed and followed not someone who goes and comes he may not be offered it's not a very respectable position so achievements is another achievements, activities abilities Srila hmm? Prabhupada himself I'm giving an example of Prabhupada he's, one reason Prabhupada is, is honored so much because of his achievements now so many people so many of Prabhupada's godbrothers Prabhupada said they, they had so many qualifications, they were so learned they were sannyasis many years before he was they had so much personal association with both senses from Thakur. But they may, they may have been theoretically able to do so many things which Prabhupada did, but they didn't. Prabhupada did it. So his achievements, and actually they may say that we could have done it also, but I don't believe it. Prabhupada, if they could do it, why didn't they? Anyway, that's another discussion. But Prabhupada, his one